livestock friends and welcome to this edition of Before the Bid. This is a podcast dedicated to the livestock sales industry where we go behind the scenes of the operation and speak straight to the sellers. We discuss topics about the important aspects of their operation, location, the people behind the prep work, and talk about some of the animals that will be offered to you, the prospective buyers. Hopefully, you've got your sale catalog close by. You might have to go look through that pile on your desk. But if not, then you're probably like me and driving down the road or busy with chores around the farm. And that's okay, too. Wherever you are and whatever you're doing, I hope you enjoy this segment of Before the Bid. I'm your host, Andy Howell. Welcome, livestock friends, to this edition of Before the Bid. And on this one, we go talk some Hereford and some Angus cattle out in Illinois. And these guys are going to have a sale, and that sale is on September 11th, and it is in Chrisman, Illinois. And on this podcast, I'm talking to a guy, the herdsman for this operation, and uh, he's a guy that went to college at College of the Ozarks. He grew up in the cattle business and showed some Herefords and some Shorthorns. So uh, when he was at school, he was working for this outfit, and they said, hey, uh, if you don't have a job, why we want you to come work for us. And so he did that and uh, did a nice job with that and, and doing a nice job here. He's been there for nine years and actually uh, told me a little bit ago he met his wife when he first got there to this operation. So I want to congratulate him on that, and what a good move that was. So <laughs> they have a sale that they call it Striving for Integrity and it is the Lorenzen Farms sale, and on this podcast, I'm talking with Adam Harms from Lorenzen Farms, and uh, Adam, uh, I want to welcome you to the podcast, and I uh, appreciate you getting things going, and it sounds like uh, things have been a, a pretty good move there to Christman, Illinois. Yeah, yeah. Thanks again, uh, Andy, for having me. I'm uh, real excited about putting this out here. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, it's been a exciting, busy nine years, like you can imagine, but uh, things are going in the right direction, and cowherd's never been better, and just look forward to offering some uh, good stock to everybody. Well, Adam, let's back up. Let's talk a little bit of your history and, and how you got into this and, and how you got to Lorenzen Farms and uh, how, how all of that went, and, and then we can kind of go into some, some history and things at Lorenzen Farms and, and what you do. So, uh, like you alluded to, I uh, grew up over in Quincy, Illinois, showing kind of locally at some county fairs, and uh, my extended family uh, raised some Hereford, so I always kind of knew who Steve Lorenzen was. Uh, he's been around a long time, and uh, while I was down there at college, I was always kind of on the road on weekends, helping some guys out, and I uh, was helping a buddy of mine up here in Illinois that was a neighbor, and we took some cattle to some shows uh, for Steve, and uh, that's when I really got to know him good and came up and helped at a couple sales and yeah it was uh there at the american royal one day after we got done showing it was the fall before i graduated he said what are you doing when you get done when you graduate i said i really don't know yet and he said well if uh you don't have a job you've got one and uh so i came up later that spring and uh visited started 10 days after i graduated said that's where i met my wife and now got two little boys uh Chisholm's going to be five and Colt's going to be three. So it, uh, it's a crazy household, but uh, it's fun and uh, always stay busy. And Steve treats me like uh, I'm not, I'm the only non family member that works on the farm, but uh, he treats me just like I am family. So I couldn't ask for a better, better place to end up. 
Oh, well, that's great. And and you didn't just start when when you were younger. Uh, you've got a little bit deeper history in the, in the agriculture field and, and in the cattle and in the livestock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. My, uh, my dad grew up on a hog farm, raised Grandpa Ken, uh, raised hogs uh, the old way out on dirt. Oh, wow, yeah. Midley Sheds, uh, at his peak, he was running around 200 head of sows out on dirt. He uh, always was up there every chance I got, but my mom's um, dad grew up uh, just half a mile down the road from him, and they farmed a little bit and uh, ran some commercial cows. Like I said, he grew up showing and raising Hereford cattle. And, and to go back any, even further, my mom's so my mom's parents met while they were both showing at the Chicago International. Oh wow. My grandma was uh, showing Angus cattle, and my grandpa at the time was working for an Angus outfit, mm-hmm. and that's where they actually met. Oh, um, yeah, showing goes back a long ways, and uh, I said, yeah, me and my cousins would drag a bunch of big strings to a bunch of county fairs back when there still were a lot of county fairs, and it uh, seems like that's kind of died off. But yeah, just uh, really enjoy just raising cattle and good cattle and uh, the showing side of it, and it's just fun the people that you meet when i used to drive across illinois and and iowa you'd see all those little hog barns out there and you said he raised them on dirt did he raise them out of those little little hog barn sheds and got to drive them in there grandpa ken had a row of uh, a concrete slab that he had a hundred smidley sheds holy orange huts and that's what he farrowed in that's what he weaned pigs in and then as soon as those Pigs were weaned. The sows went back out into huge, just dirt lots. And uh, he had a concrete slab that he drove up and uh, fed sows every day. And uh, he fattened out eventually towards the end uh, because he got out there in the mid-90s, late-90s is when he got out of the hog deal. Um, Mm -hmm. But he did finally, the only confinement he ever had was he put up three hoop barns that he finally started fattening hogs out in. Oh wow! Um, but other than that, everything was out on dirt. So, so hard work just kind of comes through the family, right? Or, or hard yeah. workers, I guess. If if he's yep. doing that, yep. holy cow! Yep. Yeah, I don't know that I would. I I have never met a man that has worked as hard as my grandpa <laughs> Ken did raising all those hogs and the amount of water he hauled. And he never. It's funny that my grandpa never once had a. He never had a front wheel assist tractor. Oh, he geez. never had a Ranger. He had a four wheel drive pickup and that poor pickup did a lot (laughs) (laughs) whoo to see that many of them all in a row that's uh that'd be a lot of work yeah yep yep yeah it was uh it was always a neat deal i mean like i said uh we'll get to it the lorenzen's raise hogs Mm -hmm. now and they're all in confinement you know and tracy lorenzen who runs that hog deal he's always giving me crap oh it's nice and warm in here and I tell him, I'm like, hey, I would have no problem working with hogs, but I ain't stepping foot in them dang buildings. I said, I'll do it back outside any day like Grandpa did, but I ain't going in them dadgum buildings. Right. Well, you kind of led into it. Let's let's go into the Lorenzen farm a bit, and, and we're going to get to the cattle, but but you, they, they raise the hogs, so you're kind of accustomed to that as well. So so yeah. tell us, if you would, just a, just a little about the, the hog operation, the livestock, and, and then we can get yeah. into the cattle. Yeah, so uh, Tracy Lorenzen would be uh, Steve Lorenzen's cousin. Um, the farm's made up of uh, 
two groups of two sets of brothers who are cousins so their dads started the farm mm-hmm. um but tracy yeah tracy runs about 150 head of purebred york sows raising and selling show pigs replacement gilts boars that hog deal it's an up and down deal but he's on uh, he's on cloud nine right now he actually raised the uh new uh world record selling uh york guilt this past summer at the expo over in indy mm-hmm. sold for 54 a guilt that he raised um he had a he had a heck of a run this summer sold a couple litter mates for a chunk of money sold a little mate, litter mate boar for 30 some thousand and oh wow so yeah tracy is a uh, very well known in the in the hog industry um We've been to heck. I've been to I've been to National Western in Denver, standing in next to our stalls, and somebody walked up and says, "I didn't know Lorenzen's had cattle." <laughs> I don't, I, Tracy, everybody knows Tracy. Like it seems right. like everybody knows who Tracy is. So, uh, yeah, Tracy's got that deal going. Um, it's going really good, and uh, so yeah, we're uh, pretty diverse when it comes to that. And then uh, we're farming about fifty five hundred acres of row crop. Mm-hmm. so they uh got a big farm crew and i'm lucky enough i don't have to do too much in the spring but in the fall here i'll sit in a semi for a couple of weeks you know when i need to hauling some grain and mm-hmm. i tell everybody i'm i might live in illinois but i'm more of a cowboy than a plow boy right so, <laughs> so i i try to stick to the cows as much as possible <laughs> right right well that that uh yeah, that sounds good. That's kind of the way I'd like to do it too, I guess. So mm-hmm. now, are they doing? Are they are they just corn and beans? Do they have anything else that that they're? Yeah, it's throwing? mainly corn and beans. Uh, they do a okay. little bit of wheat just for the straw for the cattle, and then mm-hmm. so we have a place to to haul hog manure in the summertime. Okay, so maybe a hundred acres of wheat a year, not much, just enough to have a place to pump some hog manure and get some straw for the cattle and. Other than that, it's corn and beans, and uh, we'll chop a bunch of silage for cow feed, and then uh, we, oh, I think there's probably 500 acres of hay ground, too, that we've got for all the hay for the cows, mm-hmm. so, yep. Now, do you get into the haying at all? Yep, I'll get in on some haying when, okay. when we need to. Uh, Steve's boy, Robert, kind of helps out. He's the floater, I always call it. He helps out up at the hog barns every morning, and uh of an afternoon here in the summertime he's usually one in the in the baler mm-hmm. and so if he can't be in it then i'll hop in it if i need to but uh but yeah he's uh rob's kind of the head head hay guy okay okay well guys believe it or not lorenzen has cattle <laughs> yep. Yep, and they they have some they have some Hereford and Angus cattle and Steve man he, he sounds like a heck of a guy that that really uh, has built a thing and and really not just recently but but a lot of deep history in the cattle operation and and in the cattle field. Steve's had cattle in his name um, ever since he was I think ten years old. His dad had Hereford cattle clear back when they started the farm in 1948. And then Steve, when Steve kind of got old enough and started taking over, they've had registered cattle since the early 60s. We're running up over 250 head of mama cows right now, um, about 200 head of Hereford cows and 50, 60 head of Angus cows. Steve's uh, Steve's been in it a long time. He's had a lot of ups and downs, but uh, back then uh, he's always kind of had a passion for the showing side of things. And he was lucky enough there and uh, 
in the mid to late 80s and early 90s. Heck, they won junior nationals several times. Steve's daughters and son had uh, some junior national winners, um, multiple state fair winners back when you could you could hit several state fairs in a year. Steve would go from Wisconsin to Indian, Indianapolis to Illinois to Kentucky. I mean, you could hit all those state fairs, boom, 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 boom. And mm-hmm. now they're kind of all on top of each other. But yeah, so he's had a had a real deep run in this thing. And we were lucky enough, I didn't even tell you that, we were lucky enough this year to get awarded through the Illinois Beef Association. We were the 2021 uh, Seed Stock Breeder of the Year yeah this year so that was a really neat deal um for steve steve spent his life developing this herd and uh it's just an honor that he put trust in a young guy right out of college to come uh come help him and uh to learn from him and kind of take over and do some things uh we uh we we talk every day but uh pretty well kind of lets me do my thing and we talk about some bigger decisions, but uh, he kind of said, "Hey, here it is, and let's run with it," you know. And so it's been great to learn and learn from him every day. You consider him one of the best cowmen, cowmen in the country. He's uh, very well known, very well respected. He's one of those guys that uh, handshake, and you can guarantee it's going to happen. And that's why we kind of came up with the name "Striving for Integrity." And then Steve gives me crap when I came up with that name last year he's like well i thought i already had integrity i didn't think we were still fighting <laughs> for it <laughs> right but uh but no that's just kind of the the backbone of the operation he's just integrity and hard work and he's uh he's worked so hard his whole life to get this deal where it's at and it's just an honor to be able to keep keep taking it on kind of talked about it a little earlier too but but why does he need uh why did he need an adam harms to to come in yeah he was just uh he's just so busy um steve's kind of the head of the whole operation so he does the book work for the farming side of things mm-hmm. for the cattle side for the hog side i mean he's just he's just so busy and uh before me his brother was in on the operation and his brother was kind of the one that was kind of doing the road and stuff and working on some cattle and then with some things uh he had to step aside so he really for oh it probably been 10 years or so he just never really had somebody to solely take over it um Mm -hmm. his grandsons were young and are finally getting of age where they're starting to get out of school and stuff and taking an interest but he just was just so busy that when you're farming that much ground and got all the haying and stuff that's it's funny so the first time he won junior nationals when his daughter won junior nationals the first time steve wasn't even there oh wow (laughs) because steve had to be home taking care of the farm oh wow (laughs) so he wasn't even present when his daughter won her very first junior nationals and that just shows you just how busy things are around here and so he just needed some help getting some stuff done and so that's what it's uh it's been been great to work with him side by side like i said i'm the only uh non-family member but he sure treats me like i am family mm-hmm. well that's great oh i missed the first one my my dad used to always say yeah somebody's got to stay home and finance this thing so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you think yeah. that might have been what that was about <laughs> yep yep i think he was if i remember right he was having to stay home and bail hay so he was uh. sweating his back <laughs> off bailing hay and got the phone call that hey steph won junior nationals and he was <laughs> had to go 
finish unloading hay instead of going <laughs> celebrating with them. <laughs> wow, yeah. Oh, geez, that'd be a that'd be a, a great phone call to get, but wouldn't you just go, oh my gosh, I uh, sure wish I could have been there. So, and and we talked earlier. You know, they've shown on the national level and and taken pins of bulls and and things like that to Denver and and just been around quite a while. Steve has exhibited cattle at every Hereford Junior National since they started. Mm. Um, the his him or his brother or his daughter, or his kids or now grandkids. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's funny because my now that my kids are getting close to being old enough chisholm will be five here well uh connor the youngest grandson that's shown he already figured out that his last year showing will be chisholm's first year oh wow so we always joke that steve steve will never miss a junior nationals we might be rolling him in on a wheelchair but he's gonna he's still got a bunch of junior nationals he can hit <laughs> oh wow that's neat we also talked steve's not a guy that you, you talked about if the trailer leaves what needs, the, to, be, what needs yeah, to be on that trailer? Trailer's going to a show. It might as well be full. Um, <laughs> and that's one one reason why me and him get along so good. Because when he was young growing up, he worked for a lot of, he rode a lot of cattle for several older breeders around the state. And, you know, back then dragging 10, 15, 20 head by yourself was no big deal, you know. And we take some pretty good strings around. We'll have. 10 we'll have eight to 12 head at junior nationals we had seven head at illinois state fair a couple weeks ago um a couple pins going to oklahoma city and some other bulls so we'll have eight to ten head going down there so yeah when we uh when the show barn's full it's full <laughs> right right yeah yep. it's, uh, it's uh some of those guys they they may not understand the the four or five months getting ready for those to have a trailer full uh that's mm. a lot of work for those guys in the show barn I I really wouldn't know what it would be like to only just have like one or two heifers to work on all summer. I mean, I just, that would, I think I would get bored (laughs) (laughs) just, just before, just going to Illinois state fair. We had seven head going to Illinois state fair in the barn. I was starting to break sale babies. I had, I think there's 14 heifer calves in the sale. So I had over 20 head in the show barn for the month going up the state fair. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's a, the barn's always full, but that's that's just how me and him would both have it. Right. So. And you guys uh, had some success there at the at the Junior Nationals this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a bull that we bought that we'll talk about here a little later. Mm-hmm. Um, a daughter of his um, was uh, won her division and was reserve bred known heifer for the people that we bought the bull from. And then uh, a bull that we took that we'll again talk about here in a little bit. Um, he's had a heck of a good summer. He was reserve division behind the bull that was reserve champion overall. Same bull was reserve champion at the Indiana State Preview Show, and then just the, the other, just a week or so ago, uh, was reserve champion at Illinois State Fair. So uh, yeah, we've had a we've had a good summer. You weren't just reserved this year, right? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, I'm stuck in the rut, but I guess it's the good rut to be stuck in. We've had a reserve champion bull at the Illinois State Fair the last four years in a row. Right. So remember the, yeah, it would have been in 2017, 18, 19, and then we didn't have one last year, So, but 21. So, yeah, four years in a row we've had reserve champion bull. 
And with that trailer load, you guys show quite a few pins and and car loads <laughs> and and things like that. Yeah, yeah. We uh, when I first started, we were just taking hill cattle out to Denver, and uh, my first experiences was with Denver was down in the yards, mm-hmm. helping guys on some car loads and some pins down in the yards. And I told Steve, I was like, I, I think we've got the kind of cattle that would just work down there in the yards and get some new customers. So yeah, we've taken. Uh, pins of heifers or a pin of bulls ever since uh, 2016 um we've been fortunate enough every pin of heifers we've ever taken have gotten a piece of a division either reserved or champion division in their pin in their uh, in the pin show um we just uh this past year in oklahoma city uh, had champion spring pin of heifers so yeah we've had some success out there and so that's worked out really good where we take a pin of heifers or a pin of bulls and then maybe a co- another bull or two prospects to show in the open show like on the hill we've had several class winners uh on the in the bull show up on the hill in denver those years and so yeah the national western and oklahoma city have all been uh been very good very good marketing points for us to get you know get out of the state and out of the midwest and stack up our cattle with the uh, best ranches in the country and that's been a really good opportunity for us right and i want i want to get to the one of the neatest things to me uh here a little bit later about this this show cattle deal and, and about your your cow operation but sales to go along with with all the showing sales are not brand new to this operation like i said steve uh steve's been having a production sale on the farm since the early 70s late 60s i remember last year when we started it back we kind of had about a five-year downtime after i got here we decided hey let's kind of take a break and get get the herd kind of reorganized and stuff but uh yeah back there in the 80s he was selling some really dang good heifers right off this farm um had a sale and because i remember last year when we went to uh I was like, well, Steve, we got to have a sale block. And he was like, oh, heck, I got one. And sure enough, (laughs) sitting up in the rafters of the old, old shell barn was a sale block. And so we we dug it out and hosed it off and put a fresh coat of paint on it. And he said he was pretty sure that sale block got put up there 18 years ago. Oh, wow. (laughs) And we dug it out and started using it again conservative right yep yep oh well that's neat yeah and, and it's got the history you know how many how many good cattle and, and high dollar cattle have sold mm-hmm. uh b- sold in front of that block because you were telling me yep. in the 80s i mean in the 80s we weren't selling you know you guys weren't selling fifteen hundred dollar two thousand dollar cattle yeah yeah in the yeah back there in the 80s and stuff he was selling eight nine ten thousand dollar heifers off this farm like i said were there when he was really going hot and uh winning a lot of shows winning a lot of junior nationals yeah he was he was one of the hot spots in the country um he was selling some darn good ones for some good money off this place Mm -hmm. and then he he brings adam in and and then we kind of take a break from from the sales and and things like that and and that kind of gets me into to what's so neat about your your cow herd what do you think what are some of the goals of your cow herd and and what do you guys look for and and look at and then how does that kind of go into the the show cattle yeah so uh our kind of cow mentality is uh first off for being in the state of illinois we still got to be able to look at them steve's like you know he can have the best best herd on paper but he likes to look at good cattle Mm -hmm. and we both like just 
stouter cattle, functional cattle, big-footed, big-legged. Utter quality is super important. We sort on udders really, really hard. So, and, and with where we're at, we don't really have much of a bull market. Mm-hmm. I mean, in East Central Illinois, this this spring was a tremendous year. I sold 15 head of bulls this spring, mm-hmm. which is unheard of for <laughs> for being in East Central Illinois because there's just not the cattle. Right. So, but we strive to really make those females that'll work work for any kind of any sector. We need to. I like making females that those guys in Illinois or in the Midwest can take and breed to a bull and get a, get a wicked good show heifer. Or you like those guys, those cattle that you can breed to the stout guy and make some herd bulls. And, you know, so we try to kind of stay really centered on how we, how we raise and what we breed for. You know, we don't breed for show, but Mm -hmm. if they do, if they end up being able to show, that's just a bonus to us. We try to make good functional stout cows first, and if they can show, then that's just a bonus to us. All, all you guys, all your success and, and everything that you guys have won, and uh, there's a whole lot of people that gear straight towards that, and and uh, I just really appreciate you guys just want to breed good cattle. And, yeah, and yeah. They can we show want and, to breed and really well. good stout cattle first, and uh, like I said, if they show, that's just a bonus. We love showing. We use that as a really big marketing tool. Mm-hmm. But uh, but that's not our main goal. They got to be good cattle first, right? And and I guess is the plan to continue on in the next several years. Is is that the plan? Just just keep gearing towards that, and yeah, and, yeah. and doing the same. Yep, that's kind of what our our main goal is. Um, just to kind of keep that good stout functional cow herd going. And uh, like I said, when we uh, we talked earlier. Um, when it comes to trying to decide what to sell, that can that can somewhat be a be a struggle between the boss man and and her and herdsman, you know. Sometimes, so we finally decided that um, to best suit our customers and stuff, where we sell every five year old cow every year. Mm-hmm. So that gives us an opportunity to uh, get a replacement for that cow. Um, but then those cows have been cold hard for the first three years and uh so steve calls it the sale of the survivors they've done been cold through we know they work and they're still in right there in the prime of their life a lot of the cows were selling their mothers would still be around sometimes their grandmothers would still be around Mm -hmm. um a couple of years ago the average age of this cow herd had to be close to eight plus oh wow We've still got a couple uh, 13, 14-year-old cows running around doing their thing, and they're doing it awesome. So, yeah, we uh, longevity is a big, big part of our deal, too. Um, so, yeah, that's just kind of what we strive for and want cattle that are going to go on and uh, work for the new owner and work for a long time. Right. So so we're we're not selling the, the leftover five-year-olds that we don't, you know, these are still kind of here, but, but, uh, we're, we're not really wanting those anymore. You guys are selling the top five-year-olds because yep. all the five-year-olds are offered. Is that right? Yep. Is that's that- right. We, uh, last year, I'm not going to lie. Last year, Steve's held a couple back on me and, uh, <laughs> here I said, Nope, we're not going to do it. We're everyone is going to sell. I said, I said, if you if you want something more out of that one, we'll keep a flush on her, or we have we work with a really good uh, 
Our vet does a tremendous job at flushing. I said, I can work with Doc Brittany and we'll get them flushed before the sale. But mm-hmm. every five-year-old on the place, every Hereford five-year-old in our inventory is in this sale. Wow. Well, that's a great that's a great offering, and in the way you guys have called them down and and made sure that they're the best five, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna gonna offer all those. That's that's saying a lot, a lot of a lot of integrity right there in that. Yeah, yep, yep, and that's kind of what we're shooting for. Well, that's uh, that's that's a great great offering, and and you kind of came up with that, right? Yeah, yeah, I I was trying to because, like I said, Steve's just known for his integrity and. So I was trying to come up with a name for the sale last year. And, you know, I was trying to think of the Integrity Alliance, but there's already a sale named that. And mm-hmm. I'm not even sure where I came up for striving for integrity. And then, of course, Steve, in his uh, joking way, said, well, what the heck? I thought we already had integrity. <laughs> I didn't think we were still striving for it. Right. <laughs> but uh, I think it's kind of an interesting name, you know, that just puts integrity in there and we're always striving to up that integrity and keep things going. Right. And you also kind of came up with, uh, with selling the five-year-olds or, mm-hmm. uh, and, and you guys had a discussion about that. Can you let us yeah. in on a little of that? Yeah. Cause like I said, uh, when I would be like, okay, Hey, we need to sell this cow, this cow. And Steve's like, well, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, we're, <laughs> she ain't going nowhere. That's one of our best cows, you know? <laughs> right. And I'm like, Steve, if we're going to have a sale, we're going to sell some good ones. So I said, pick fours or fives. And he was kind of like, well, what do you mean? I said, pick four-year-olds or five-year-olds. And, of course, he went with the latter because he had to make sure we can get an extra chance to get a daughter out of them. And I said, pick that age, and we're going to sell every one. So we've got a chance to keep a couple of replacements out of that cow, you know. And, Mm -hmm. And it's exciting when people come and visit the farm and not only go through the sale offering this year but uh if this is all the 2016s well then you go out and pasture and look at all those 2017s and they're that much better mm-hmm. and then you look at the 2018s and steve's even joked around he was like i don't know come two years i don't know if we're gonna be able to sell some of these i mean those are that's a darn good set of three-year-olds and i'm like no no we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna keep this deal going and every five-year-old right yeah that <laughs> <laughs> the fun struggle, uh, but uh, interesting struggle between herdsman and, and owner, right? Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. Fathers and sons have that discussion, too, uh, all the time. Believe me, I yeah. uh, I, I have a pretty decent idea as to, as to what you kind of go through on that. <laughs> uh, oh, we need yep. to sell this one. Uh, we better hold on to that one. Yeah, so, yeah. So I can, yep. I can absolutely understand where that comes from. So, yeah. Adam, let's get in get into the sale just a bit. You guys uh, have invited some consigners to come into this sale and and help make up uh, some more quality cattle and some more quality lots in the sale. And if you would, just kind of fill us in on on who those guys are. Yeah. So the first one is uh, the Edinburgh family. Um, they're from just uh, east of Champaign up there. Um, Steve and Buddy and Bailey go way back. Uh, Buddy never really grew up on a farm never really was a cattle guy but his daughter bailey kind of got intrigued with it and they reached out to steve and built a really good close partnership and family you know and just friendship um Mm -hmm. so uh just a really good family runs 15 20 head of cows that we've uh, a lot of our a lot of steves and our breeding goes into that herd and uh just a really good young family to uh to work with um 
bacon, sheep, and cattle, they're, uh, and this will sound kind of funny, they're, they come up from Arkansas. Uh-huh. Uh, so Steve and Debbie and Craig go way back um, just through knowing each other, through showing at Junior Nationals and stuff. And we've partnered on several several donor cows, several cows, bulls. So they're just another really good friendship and partnership that uh, brings up a really good set of bred heifers every year. And then uh, Keaton Dobbs is uh, just south of us here about an hour. Me and Keaton kind of go back. Uh, good buddies. He kind of comes and helps me when I need help at Oklahoma City and getting at, you know going to some of these bigger shows and has used some of our uh, has used some of our bulls and stuff in his breeding program and he's got a another small breeder 15 20 head but a really really nice set of cows he's done done a lot of work on building that little cow herd up and so he brought a tremendously good uh, 33z cow into the sale this year and a really big good asset to the sale coming on later years mm-hmm. so these consigners they're not just they're not just their own deal they've they've kind of used quite a bit of of you guys genetics and and so mm-hmm. they're they're basically bringing some of those genetics back to the sale to to just yep. add to that right yep exactly yeah they've uh they've all kind of a lot of stuff will go back to lf breeding and like i said just the friendship and the partnership that they've had and they're they're really good breeders in their own right and yeah they just kind of bring some stuff that kind of follows along our same same line of what we try to sell and just uh offer some different ages bacon's bring up a really good set of bread heifers um edinburgh's got a couple really nice bread heifers and and keaton's got a good young cow because just not everybody you get those customers that are looking for some bread heifers and like i said we don't really part with any breads we always Mm -hmm. keep back all of our bread heifers so Mm -hmm. that was just a way to get a different age group but follow along the same breeding philosophy to the sale Right. Well, that's a that's an excellent thought. So, Adam, uh, if they're if they're listening to this uh, and and they may not have a catalog in hand, where can they go and and find this catalog as we go through these cattle? Uh, if they're if they're not watching the the podcast video or may not yeah. have access to that, but uh, it, they should have access. It's on Facebook and and on our YouTube <laughs> channel and things like that. But if they want to look through that catalog. Uh, at the same time as they kind of go through this, where can they find that if if they don't have one in hand? So you can find it uh, if you go to, we have a website, but it's kind of an older website that needs some updating. So the catalog's not on our website, but you can find it on the American Hereford Association website. Seems like everybody has Facebook. If you go to Lorenzen Farms Facebook page, there's a link there where you can find the sale catalog. I believe it's on uh, Adam Swigert's uh website um swagger cattle photography but like i said yeah the easiest place is just right there either on our facebook page or on the american hereford website okay uh yeah so they can they can follow along but uh again if you want to uh want to see some of these why watch the watch the podcast video when we get it put together and uh it'll be out uh, very shortly if if it's not already when this comes out so uh, be another great place to see them but yeah check out that check out that catalog these guys have done a great job of putting a catalog together and uh, got all the info in there that, that you need about things going on there on Friday the 10th and, and also on Saturday the 11th uh, with the activities and lunch and, and the sale beginning at noon there. 
And so uh, you can get all kinds of – man, if, if you can't get a hold of somebody to, to be able to look at cattle, why uh, you're, you're not looking the right way because these guys have how – many, how many names are on there? There are 20 names and phone numbers or something like that on there. There's a, there's a lot of them. I, uh, I always tell Steve, I was like, we might not just have a lot of lots, but I know I've got a lot of good friends and I got a good eye, so – I'm going to load it full of contacts for as many people as possible to get in touch with. Right. Yeah. And, and so there's there's four or five sale consultants there and the sales staff. So any of those, uh, I'm sure, feel free to, to get a hold of those guys. Also, uh, they can bid on live auctions. Brooklyn, Graham, and Margo are going to take care of the the live auctions side of it. So, yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be up on live auctions. I believe it's already on their schedule and everything. So, yeah. Yep, you can bid right up on that. Okay. Well, that sounds awesome. Well, Adam, we've picked out a couple lots that, that uh, you wanted to talk about. And and so if if you're ready, let's just uh, get right into those. Yeah. You open the catalog, and there he is, the, this really uh, good-looking bull here. And, and you guys are going to offer some sex semen on this bull. I was telling you earlier, one of the things about Steve is his ability to go and find herd bulls. He's been in on some of the greatest Hereford bulls there ever has been. To not get sidetracked, but uh, most people, if you know Hereford cattle, you know uh, Rimital Online 122L. Oh, good old Online. Well, Steve was actually the man that went to Canada and found Online and brought him to the U.S. Mm-hmm. And uh, Online can be found in a lot, a lot of, of Hereford pedigrees. He uh, he found a bull called Renewal back in the day that raised a lot of champions. Uh, most recently, 33Z that came from the Delaney operation. Um, and then uh, we lost 33Z too soon, but still not before he made his mark. And we sold a lot of semen. And that guy sired a lot of uh, high sellers throughout the country. Um, but then a couple of years ago, we went to... Uh, we didn't actually even go. We we bought this guy from uh, me and Steve studying the catalog and watching his video. Um, mm-hmm. We bought we call him Ears, uh, Leader 182F. He's a leader son out of a wonder daughter that came from Kevin the Jensen program, Kevin and Ben and Brady and Sheila Jensen out there in Kansas. Um, just a really, really intriguing bull. He's leader, has been a very popular bull, has a lot of sons out there, but just within... Within years, his first two calf crops, he's really risen to the top as uh, one of the best leader sons there is. Like I said, within his first calf crop, he had uh, sired high-selling calves out of Jensen's online sale. Um, the set of heifer calves that we took to Oklahoma City last year that won their division were all by him. Um, and then this summer, he had a tremendous year. Uh, bred and known heifer for Ben Jensen was sired by him. Um, ben had another bred known bull that won his division that was sired by him. And we've been selling a lot of just conventional semen on him. And it was really at Junior Nationals where we had, uh, had a lot of people coming up and saying, hey, hey, especially with that heifer. That heifer was way good of Ben's. Mm-hmm. Said, hey, where, where's the sex semen at on him? We, we want some sex semen on ears. And so I uh, did some digging and talked it over with Steve, and he is actually at stud right now getting that semen collected on him. So we're just going to sell uh, sell a little bit of it, probably 15 or 20 units. Um, 
I believe uh, Jensen's might sell a little bit, 15 or 20 units in their sale um, later on in October. Um, and then that's going to be it until uh, Oklahoma City. So uh, you can always buy conventional semen on him. We have that on hand. But uh, he's he's really an intriguing bull. And uh, his set of EPDs is second to none um, for cavities, for gross, for CHB, for ribeye. Um, He's a moderate frame bull that just has loads of body and capacity, is so sound and so good at the ground, freckle-headed, goggle-eyed. He'll throw pigment, freckles, um, just big-bodied. But most importantly, those cattle are so good at the ground. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are square-built. They're so good structurally. And he's, he, like I said, just within the first two calf crops, he's done just a tremendous job. So I think that's a really unique opportunity to get in on, like I said, the very first sex semen that we're going to offer on him. There's not going to be a lot of it that is going to be offered. Mm-hmm. It'll mainly be offered kind of in this special sale scenarios. Um, so get on it while you can. He's just a really intriguing leader son to get on to. Yeah. Can we use that semen in the lot one? Yes, yes, and that is that is one thing that I believe I put it in there. Yes, because, yeah, if uh, in the lot one is the pick of the herd flush, and uh, if you win that, any bull that we have in our tank or in our battery, we will provide the semen on. And, yes, we will, uh, we will provide, if you would like to do IVF or even a conventional flush with that sex semen, we would provide that for that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. talk about that, the lot one just a bit. Yeah, yeah. So uh, last year we, we offered a flush on just kind of our four main donors that we've been using. Uh, Andrew Garnhart chose the 2062 cow, the dam of anchor, to, uh, to flush and flushed her to Montgomery. He's got, um, I think he ended up with seven or eight eggs out of that deal. We have flushed the Ricky cow extensively. She has done a tremendously good job for us. But I just kind of, I decided, and that was, that was another going back to the, the almost father-son conversations. That was almost a, oh, yeah, Steve, by the way, <laughs> I, uh, I opened up to the whole herd, not just a few of the donors that we've been flushing. <laughs> uh-huh. And he was all for it. He oh, was good. all for it because we, we haven't actually ever flushed a cow that is under seven years of age. Oh, Wow. Cows that we flush have proved themselves, but we have a tremendous good set of young cows coming on that are, I think, really fantastic and have proved themselves at a young age. So we're going to open that up. Like I said, there's over 150 head of cows to pick from. Um, I think it's just a really unique opportunity. There's a lot of cows that we haven't flushed that, that I think if funds were unlimited and recip cows were unlimited we would have a lot of those cows flushed mm-hmm. like i said in there uh steve and i both have our list of favorites and they're not small lists because there's a certain pasture that people come into and they're like well, good grief this this one heck of a set of cows and they're like well where's some embryo calves out of these and i'm like not a <laughs> single cow in here has ever been flushed <laughs> wow <laughs> So it, it's, it'd be a really unique opportunity um, to go into, like I said, one of the larger herds in the Midwest, one of the older herds in the Midwest, and uh, and really get in on the 
on what could be kind of the groundbreaking floor of some young cows or some good old tried and true ones. Right. That may cost you a day or two with somebody coming out there and looking at all those and looking through the paperwork and trying to figure yep. out what they want to do. Yep. But heck, I wouldn't have a problem with that. I tell people all the time, I was like, if you really, really want to get through this cow herd, it's going to take a day and I always joke a case of beer. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, uh, um, but I, I gladly drop whatever I'm doing to go show people cows and talk cows with them. Um, it's a fun herd to go through the amount of daughters and granddaughters and granddams and the cow families that we have lined up with a herd this size. I can go show you brothers, sisters, mom, grandma, you know, it's, it's a really fun herd to kind of go through. And I really enjoy just talking to cows and going through those with the guys. So yeah, it'll be a, be a fun experience for whoever wins that. Right. That's neat. Yeah. And, and for yourself too. So yeah, uh, that's, yeah. A, that's a really, really neat offering you guys have there. If you, if you turn the page, you, you got a heifer that just hits you right out of the gate here in the lot two and a uh, lot two a, uh, you, you wanted to talk about those just a bit. Yeah, that, uh, that's one heck of a good pair. That was, uh, like I said, one of the pairs that that I swear Steve was trying to hide that cow from me. <laughs> so I didn't put her in it. But uh, that's just one whale of a good cow. She's moderate in her type and kind, but stout, easy keeping, so good uttered, um, freckle-headed, goggle-eyed, and then just has a really interesting pedigree. Like I said, with Steve and finding herd bulls. So her sire, the LF, 78p ribeye is a full brother to ned and jan ward's cow boss bull um ned and jan ward of course one of the more noteworthy hereford operations not only in the u.s and the world that 78p cow is arguably one of the best hereford cows there was in the country um we got in on flushing her a couple times um so we have a full walking hurt brother to their cow boss bull and their cow boss bull just 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 sired one of the one of the top sets of bulls that they had ever sold in their bull sale this past spring um so she's kind of got some pedigree to her on the bottom side goes back to some really i mean is lf bred true and true on the very bottom side mm -hmm. but again like i said just a really interesting moderate framed super producing cow she her first daughter is in herd her second calf was a herd bull over in the state of Indiana for the Duncan family. Um, she's just done a whale of a job. And, uh, and yeah, that 2A heifer calf is a, is a special one. For as cool looking as she is, her pedigree doesn't scream that look or anything really. Because mm -hmm. she actually has two shots of that 78P cow in her. Mm -hmm. Um on the sire and the dam side but that heifer calf is long as a freight train is big stout hipped big topped um wicked good fronted pigmented upright i mean it's redneck red to the ground that one's going to be a really fun one that somebody could grab a hold of and show but most importantly that one is going to be one whale of a cow when you get her into production she will be a future donor i'm most certain for somebody um that's just a really really special really special pair and really good place to start yeah yeah and like i said you turn that page and man she she just hits you like a like a freight mm -hmm. train yeah she's as good a looking as you could uh 
as you could ask for. She's going to have plenty of body. Um, she's just, she's so long. Mm -hmm. I mean, from her pole to her tail head, she's a mile long, sound as a cat, that really cool color. And if you are wanting to show, she's got a wicked cool hair coat on her. She's got that perfect straight hair that just pops. And so, yeah, she'll be a lot of fun come next summer for somebody. And then, uh, like I said, more importantly, down the road. Well, that's awesome. And then we don't uh, we don't go backwards too much here with the Lot 3. Yeah, yeah. The Lot 3 is uh, actually goes back to the same cow family as the Lot 2. Um, the 0125 donor cow would be the dam to uh, the lot three cow. Um, we flushed her to 33Z. Again, like a bull that I said has done just worlds of good. Um, utter quality is second to none in those daughters. Um, this this cow is a full, uh, a full brother to her. Um, we sold uh, Missouri State and Jernigan Ranch over in Missouri. Has just done a phenomenal job. But her first calf, was a bull that we took to Denver in a pen. He is working at a herd down in Arkansas. Mr. Schmigelow down there sends me calf reports every year about how good those cattle are out of uh, out of her first daughter or her first son. Um, and then we're actually using an anchor son out of her to uh, in herd really, really hard. Um, he covered our best group of uh, replacement heifers this year. Um, that cow just is extremely is stout, is long, good fronted, good EPD profile, and just immaculate utter quality. Um, the utter quality is just unbelievable on that cow. Um, mating her to ears, the 182F bull was one of my really favorite ones um we really think a lot of that heifer calf she has made leaps and bounds even since picture day um when we get ready to video here on september 1st uh, you'll see what i'm talking about um that calf has just come on got loads of body great fronted um super super sound and even a better epd profile um and like i talked she is the first of the heifers that we're going to keep back and take to Oklahoma City in January. Um, I think that just speaks for how much we think of these, some of these heifer calves that we're wanting to even retain some of them and take them to Oklahoma City for our, for their new owner and free of charge. We'll take them and down there and exhibit them in a pen and she'll, uh, she'll be right up there fighting for that leadoff heifer position. I guarantee you that one's coming on like crazy. Yeah, and you you broke in and, and mentioned a little that uh, you guys want to retain some of these heifers to to take them down to to Oklahoma to show them in a pen. Yeah, we've had tremendous tremendous success doing that with our pens of heifers, um, and uh, I think this set of heifers is gonna follow in order um, with how we've done out there. I think this is probably the stoutest, most consistent set of heifers that we that we'll try and take. And uh, it was kind of a tough decision, you know. It was, okay, do we sell these and then do we go try to find another set of heifers? But I think it just speaks for, not to be cliche, the integrity that we have and how mm -hmm. we stand behind these cattle 100%. I mean, we think that they're of that quality, so we're going to we'll keep them at our place and I'll take care of them just like they were my own still. And we'll get them down there and exhibit them as best as we can.
what a great thing to do for for customers and you know it just shows what what kind of cattle you guys have in this sale uh, you're you're not just selling stuff you want to get rid of you're selling stuff that you want to show and be proud of so yeah yep and yep. i'm gonna guess i'm gonna guess a lot 6a goes along with those efforts yes yep she does so that uh that lot six pair i i have everybody has their favorites and between her and the lot two pair i go back and forth every day <laughs> mm-hmm. um the lot six cow is a daughter out of the ricky donor that's pictured on the other page um sired by our achiever son so i didn't really get into it but um two of those four years we had a reserve champion bull at illinois state fair both of those bulls were sired by that 3063 bull mm-hmm. uh, he's kind of our power just performance look combo bull that lot six cow is a typical ricky cow awesome structured awesome awesome utter quality just has a little extra umph to her mm-hmm. um and that heifer calf has that that heifer calf out of ears, like it says in the footnotes, that was uh, that was probably the mating I was most excited about because mm-hmm. um, I just knew, having seen some calves out of ears, that that combo was really going to work, and uh, and it did. That heifer calf has so much body to her and so good and elegant fronted and just sound as a cat but still has that top shape and that hip shape and that lower quarter. Um, again, like I said, that's another heifer that uh, has come leaps and bounds um, since we pictured her. I'm really looking forward to getting a video of her out there. Like I said, that's that's just another one that I'm really, really excited about. And uh, like I mentioned, having two little boys, that heifer calf is a puppy dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gizm, my four-year-old, leads her around the show barn. <laughs> oh, wow. That's awesome. How's he going to feel about when she sells then? Well, I guess she'll get to stay around, won't she? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, she, at least she'll get to stick around for a little while. He was asking that the other night while we were out there kicking out heifers. He was like, well, where are all, what are all these cows doing here? I said, well, they're in our sale. And he said, huh? I'm like, yeah, they're they're going in the sale. And he was, what, what, why? Why? <laughs> So. The hard lesson for youngsters, right? Yep, yep. <laughs> I have, I have one of those myself, and yeah. getting getting rid of some of those and some of those steers and that sort of thing, it's a little rough on them. Yep, so. yep. Let's skip over a little uh, and uh, talk about this lot fourteen. Uh, she's kind of hidden there on on page ten because you go to twelve and you go to thirteen and fourteen yeah. is down there on page ten. Yeah, so fourteen. We didn't get her picture just because she was so young. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's a little uh, little May embryo calf. So when we went up to a good uh, good buddy of mine, Travis Pierce up in Wisconsin, heck, we went up there in 15 or 16, I believe it was, and saw this uh, J-Wow cow of his, and we were just like floored with that cow. That cow was just unbelievably good and a a 109 catapult 109 daughter of hers went on to be grand champion heifer at the 2018 american royal mm-hmm. well before that even happened we had already bought some full sib embryos to that cow mm-hmm. to this heifer and to be honest i almost even forgot about them we uh i didn't even realize that we we had put one of those embryos in and we have a 2017 model of that uh that's a full sister to that 
Pepper that won. Mm-hmm. And she is just unbelievably good. And then I was like, this past year when we were putting eggs in, I was like, well, heck, I got two of those left. I better put those back in. Right. And we ended up with this little May heifer calf. Um, like I said, she's young. She is actually on a two-year-old recip cow. On a, uh, We put those eggs in a virgin heifer. Um, but she's doing a really good job. She is really coming on. That heifer is so stout, so good-fronted tons of body to her i mean that heifer is really going to be really going to be intriguing and fun um all she needs is just time and feed mm-hmm. um like is one of the younger heifers in the sale but that's just a really really intriguing deal uh when i even called travis and told him i said hey uh, i need a picture of that cow that heifer that one and he was like what for and i said well we bought those embryos that are full sips to that one he's like you didn't put all those in yet? <laughs> well, now I have. I said, we got a little baby to her, you know, that's a full sister. And uh, right. he even made me feel even better. So that uh, that 2018 champion, um, he said some of his best calves this year are out of her. Oh, wow. So that cow is really, that, that pedigree and that has really worked really good. And that's just kind of an interesting not not any of our breeding, but one breeding that we stand behind and has really really worked good for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's just a really exciting um, exciting calf to have in the sale. Just make sure you don't miss her. Uh, she yeah. is kind of yeah. down there on the bottom of that page ten. So mm-hmm. so don't miss that one. Uh, the lot fifteen also in the in the Hereford division. Yeah yeah. So uh, I uh, alluded to it earlier. We had a. Uh, a really good bull that had a heck of a summer showing. So this lot 15 is a maternal sister to that bull that we had that uh, was reserved at a couple shows, reserved division at junior nationals. And I'll be the first to say it. You walk into a pen, you probably wouldn't pick her out, mm-hmm. but that girl can flat raise them. Mm-hmm. So the daughter that is pictured in that was her first calf. Um, she was a member of the champion division pen of heifers we had out at Denver. Um, that daughter went on to be the high selling heifer in the sale last year, um, to the Crutzer family down there by Effingham. Um, that cow is so good uttered, so smooth bodied, so smooth shouldered, big bodied, super sound. Um, and to me the even bonus is like i said she's a maternal brother to that bull but she's bred to screenshot which that bull was a screenshot oh wow so inside her will be a three-quarter sib to that bull that has been so popular for us oh wow Uh, that's just one that i really really think like i said when people get there they might be like huh but the as she starts to bag up when she gets closer to cabin the udder on her is just unbelievable and that girl can just flat raise one um we took her fall calf from this past uh from 2020 we took the state fair um won his class at the illinois state fair like i said that girl can just can just raise them um she does a tremendous job and that's going to be one uh one whale of a buy for somebody that's always neat when those cows can do that Mm -hmm. Uh, you, you go show them hey this is her mother and they're like really <laughs> yeah, yeah like i said you wouldn't necessarily pick her out right. but uh if utter quality is your thing and so that bull that we did so good with we have a full sister 
That's just a fall calf to him, mm-hmm. who would be another maternal sister to her. She was very, very popular in our spring at State Fair. Um, so that cow, that 4111 cow, her mother is, again, one of those really good cows that I said has never been flushed that uh, would be at the top of my list for the lot one pick of the herd flush. Right. Uh, and uh, never has been, but hopefully will be soon because that 4111 cow, like I said, goes back a long, long ways LF bred on the bottom side and mm-hmm. is just a tremendous cow. Another really, uh, really neat offering. And so we haven't talked much about the Angus cattle, uh, but, but you guys are going to offer some Angus cattle as well in this sale. Steve likes to say the Angus herd is kind of our hidden secret. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve's had Angus cows for going on 40 years. Oh, wow. Um, started that herd. He never once looked at a pedigree. He never once looked at an EPD. <laughs> he went and found stout, big-bodied, big-legged, good-footed, functional Angus cows, and he just started gathering them up. So the very bottom side of a lot of these pedigrees are kind of unknowns to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I did there several years ago was went and bred those, that older basic cows to some newer bulls. So there, there's several insight daughters that are just super good uttered, super good looking, but have that extra stoutness, extra power to them. The lot 32 cow, her mother we bought from the Lemonager family, from Chuck and uh, Luke Lemonager. Again, just kind of follows on when we go and buy Angus cattle. We really still don't look at pedigree a whole lot. We look at the cattle. Mm-hmm. And that B53 cow is just a powerhouse, sired by a full brother to first class out of a northern improvement. Um, for an insight, she is perfect, perfect uttered. Um, the bull that's the sire to the 32A cow is a bull that we raised. Again, kind of the same line. So has a little bit of pedigree in there, is out of a style daughter but then goes back kind of old school. So right. goes back to Sagahatchee, and then that Rosetta R306 was a 004 daughter. Mm-hmm. So kind of goes back to that power and mass um, on the side of things, and that's, that 5120 of the style up bull has done just a whale of a job for us. Those cattle are super stout, big-hipped, big-legged, um, just pack on the pounds, um, just a really kind of has some known pedigree, but then some right. kind of not so known that we kind of tried to mesh mm-hmm. and has worked really, really good. And that 32A heifer calf is big topped, big legged, really good looking, long as a freight train. And like I said, uh, we don't try to raise show cattle and I really am not trying to play the Angus show game, mm-hmm. but uh, that's one that, that I think could withstand a halter you know at some shows but it's just going to go make a whale of a cow that a guy you breed either either one of those two and you can get some whale of a show heifer or you can get some powerful herd bulls out of them uh the lot 33 is bred similar Mm -hmm. that lot 33 again kind of following along the same lines of uh kind of outcross but still the power and stuff. That A1 cow we bought from Wooden Shoes out in Idaho. Mm -hmm. And that cow, we bought her as a bred heifer. And still to this day, I don't know that I have seen an Angus bred heifer 
that massive and powerful. Mm-hmm. When she calved out, she was weighing 1,550, 1,600 oh, wow. pounds. Uh-huh. I mean, that girl's foot wouldn't fit in a five gallon bucket oh wow like huge huge footed and her damn the 27 w cow actually was a denver national champion mm-hmm. uh, again going back to the bush's sure deal and o'reilly factor that's kind of our type of cattle just the stout powerful performance type cattle um we didn't get a picture of that cow in the catalog but that 33 cow is the type of angus cattle that we want to raise mm-hmm. that girl just Huge backed, huge hipped, monster footed, huge bodied, really good uttered. Um, has a young bull calf on her side, but one that little bull calf just had a, a couple by the other day, and I was like, Yeah, I was like, Now don't take, don't let that bull calf hurt that cow because that, I mean, that bull calf's just young, and, mm-hmm. and Clayton was like, well, heck, Adam, what is wrong with that little dude? <laughs> I mean, he's got some shape and some power to him, you know, and just uh, he's a young calf that uh, we might end up splitting off or we might tie those in as a three-and-one. We'll see. But uh, either way, would be a heck of a herd bull prospect for somebody for some kind of outcross pedigree stuff. But that uh, that 33 cow is just one whale of a cow. We're going to keep a flush on that one. and Like I said, that's just the kind of – I wish I could make a hundred of her a day because mm-hmm. that's, that's just the type of Angus cow that we like. Right. And you're going to offer to to whoever wants to, to come get her. Mm-hmm. So that's great. Before we wrap up here, we go to the, the back page of the catalog. You got a couple other cow-calf pairs there and, and really nice looking effort cat. But you look down there on the bottom right and you got the growth fund bull from, from York. So can you, will you tell us that story real quick? Yeah. This spring, we were uh, looking for another herd bull, another Angus bull, and uh, Joel was one of my first uh, first guys that came to mind. Um, I really like Joel's program and like what he does right down there the road. Um, so I went down there and visited him before their sale. He was their lot one bull, and that dude just stood out. I mean, just a freight train of a bull, so stout and powerful. Um that Forever Lady 14 cow is a whale of a cow that Joel has gotten part of. Um, does a tremendous job for him. And uh, that bull just just stood out. So good-footed, so good-legged, but yet so stout and powerful and deep and smooth. And just has everything that we were kind of wanting um, in a herd bull. And uh, so we were fortunate enough to, we got him bought, and then uh, I felt good that day because uh, Steve showed up sale day. He had never seen him before the sale, and I said, well, that's the bull that I like. And he literally looked at him and said, yep, that'll work. And uh, <laughs> then after we got him bought, I was back talking to somebody else, and he ended up buying a maternal sister to that bull. That I didn't even know he had gone and looked at. So that just shows you how much we think of that cow family that he's out of. Um, we have a maternal sister to him and we have him, um, Joel used him early this spring and then we've used him, um, just as a, a January yearling, he covered close to 40 head of cows this spring. Mm-hmm. Um, it still looks like a million bucks has just done a really, really good job for us. I'm sure you'll see. Uh, so he's the service sire to all five of those Angus cows again, kind of, a 
kind of what we strive for not show pedigree but not all out performance just kind of that blend mm -hmm. to breed these cows back to i think he's really going to work on some of these inside daughters that are a little more got a little bit more look to them um and i think i'm just really excited to get the first set of calves out of him on the ground mm -hmm. so yeah that's kind of a interesting uh bull that all those angus cows are bred to right and uh and should add to the bright future there of uh lorenz and angus herd and and mm -hmm. uh, keep growing that adam anything else uh anything else we need to know about this sale uh before we wrap up here no like i said uh just uh welcome anybody to uh to come by to uh contact me if you got any questions my phone number's there in the front it's uh 217 three six nine three six zero nine sales september 11th uh you're more than welcome to contact me and swing by anytime before the sale uh the lunch will be unbelievably good uh justin and hannah spittler provide the lunch uh it'll be some amazing brisket for lunch oh um, so swing by and have lunch and uh um just look forward to seeing everybody at the sale and if you got any questions like i said feel free to contact me right and right there in chrisman illinois where is where is chrisman get us okay, get us so, there yep so we are uh, we're about five miles from the indiana line right off of us 36 okay so uh, about dead center of the state um us 36 runs right in between 70 and 74 mm -hmm. so we're about 20 miles from each of those um just five miles from the indiana line real easy to get to the route 136 intersection a few miles south and a mile back east and uh so real easy to get to um like i said not far off of either interstate or right off mm -hmm. of 36 mm -hmm. yeah that's about five hours from the house so yeah shoot, uh, i'm gonna get brandy up there and we'll come have some brisket and see some good herefords and i yep. guess <laughs> yeah yeah we'd like to have you well, Adam, uh, man, I appreciate you responding to Brandy and, and I and, and getting this thing put together. And I uh, want to wish you luck there on the Striving for Integrity sale on September 11th right there at the farm, uh, Christman, Illinois. And, uh, again, guys, uh, go go check the catalog out if you want to uh, get somebody to get a second eye on these or a third or a 15th eye on these. Even uh, these guys are there and available, and you can bid on them there on live auctions. Do that and, um, again, get a hold of Adam. And, Adam, man. And appreciate it very much and want to wish you luck on the sale. Yep, I thank you again, Andy. All right, well, thank you. And we want to thank you for listening to another edition of Before the Bid Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of Before the Bid. For more information and to learn more about upcoming podcasts and sales, visit us at beforethebid.podbeam.com or Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram pages. For information on being a guest on Before the Bid, please email us at beforethebid at gmail.com or one of our social media pages. Remember, that's beforethebid at gmail.com. Happy sales to you, and we will talk to you next time on Before the Bid.